ball to the boot. Week 10. It's our fantasy show. But we recording our fantasy show on Tuesday. Because we don't usually do this. We usually let the injury reports and stuff come out, you know what I'm saying, before we give y'all y'all fantasy updates, DFS info. But leave a little busy this week, Harrison, man. I'm in the booth. There you I'm go. I'm in the booth, booth. There you go. Say, you got to say it twice. You got to say it twice when you really mean it, right? I'm in the booth, booth. <laughs> there we go. Uh, I'm excited to see you. Now, I must say, every Sunday, uh, I'm used to watching NFL Red Zone because I got a DFS team I'm watching. I got a fantasy football team I'm watching. Yeah, but I can't, a lot going on. But I can't lie. I think this Sunday... And we still gonna have to see because I'm still. Hey, it's almost playoff time in fantasy. It might have, might not happen. Yeah. But there is a chance that I will be watching uh, that Washington football team against the Detroit Lions because, as you said, Akib is going to be in the Fox booth making the call. Yes, sir. <laughs> That's what's up. Uh, I'm in the booth, Harrison. You know the what's the Fox? What's the Fox? What's the? Can you get? We gotta get the Fox music to play at some point. Uh, damn, I'm trying what to. What they say like that? Ah. Dun, 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 dun. I don't even know their music. <laughs> We're gonna get it right. That's the only TV. That's the only TV music I remember. We gotta get it, Paul. You know what that that music is? It's... We gotta get it. What? Hey, Fox man, I'm in the booth. Called in the game, Detroit Lions versus the Washington Football Team. I've been studying like crazy. Yeah, all take, week. Take us, take us behind like the preparations that go into like getting ready to be an NFL analyst at a game. There it go. Drop it. Drop it, Paul. There it go. Hey! <laughs> hey, there we go. That's that Fox. That's my theme music this week. But uh, it's super similar to, to playing in a game, man. I'm, I'm watching a whole bunch of Detroit film, offense and defense now. I'm watching a whole bunch of Washington film, offense and defense. Uh, reading a whole bunch of clips. I'm watching interviews of head coaches. Uh... It's a whole preparation, man. It's not just going on TV and talking about the game, man. It's You got to prepare for the game as if you're finna play in the game. And at least when you're playing, all I got to do is watch Washington's offense, you know what I'm saying, or, or Detroit's offense. When you're finna call the game, you got to watch all four units. You got to know the guys. You got to know what's going on out there, man. So it's tough. Yeah. It's tough, man. It's tough. Uh, now, I, I think we've done about 18 shows already, Akeem. So, and I've watched yeah. some of your media appearances as well. The one question I have for you before we get to the no-fly zone and A-plus <laughs> matchups. You, well, I feel like this is going to be some funny shit, Harrison. <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you, you got the bleep button ready? You got <laughs> <laughs> look, look, I knew you, I knew you was going to say some shit. Like, it can't be my job to have the bleep button ready. Look, I'm sure they got somebody on staff who all they do is got the bleep button ready, man. So I'm going to do my best, you know. I'm going to do my best to keep the shits and... That, them kind of words, you know what I'm saying? We got to keep them to a minimum. We are on national TV. Yeah, right? no, you got to keep them to the uh, non-existent. <laughs> to the non-existent, right? Yeah. I'm sure, look, I'm sure we about like five seconds delayed from the real game. So, hey, the bleep person, man, you better be on your P's and Q's, baby. <laughs> Leave is in the booth. <laughs> Leave is in the booth, man. You better be on your P's and Q's. And be ready to go. Uh, that's the most important job at Fox this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, uh, I knew you was going to say some shit, Harris. <laughs> I already knew it. <laughs> uh, okay. Because you've been watching tape, uh, I guess this has also helped you with your no-fly zone rankings. So let's get to yeah. them for week number 10. I'll start from the bottom up. Like, Actually, you know what? I'll start from the top. 
new number one, the Baltimore Ravens. They've been number one before. They're back again. I believe it was back in week five. Uh, they were the number one team. Pittsburgh drops down from number one to number two. Uh, wasn't the best performance against the Dallas Cowboys, but nonetheless, right. they're still in the top five. The LA Rams, they've been here for a while. They jump up one spot to number three. The Colts, who have been in the top five all year, had some weeks at number one, at number four, coming off of that game against the Ravens. And then, for their first time in the no-fly zone rankings, and again, it keeps calling their game this weekend, so I think he has a good reason why the Washington football team comes in at number five. Please explain that one. Please explain that one. Man, well, Washington, like like you said, I've been watching their games and, you know, really diving into the film, and... Their secondary is not playing bad at all. They they getting put in super tough positions, man. Uh, it's a bunch of turnovers on offense. Uh, early turnovers. They digging themselves in holes, and they got to climb their way out of these holes. But the field position is crazy uh, that, that Washington defense is facing, man. Look at this this past week. It's one, it's one fumble by Gibson, the running back. Backdoor that with a fumble on the punt. So they started on the – 40, then you start on the 13-yard line, that's 10 nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? Then on the fumble punt, I think they held them boys to a field goal. So they stood up, held them to a field goal on one of the turnovers. So I dug down into it, man. The secondary is not playing bad at all. Kendall Fuller is actually balling. He got four picks. He's strapping right now. You know what I'm saying? I can't wait to talk to him when I get out there in uh, Detroit. But uh, on the other side, we got Darby. Darby, you know what I'm saying? He, 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 it's time to hit that stride. He in year six, year seven or something like that. And he playing like it too, man. He not making little rookie mistakes. There's no double moves beating them and stuff like that. So they strapping, man. They strapping. They lost Landon Collins. They had the, they had the rookie. They had the rookie Curl step in, man. He stepped in, led the team in tackles for the week. So they got a pretty solid secondary, man. They're not getting bombed. They're not giving up a bunch of touchdowns, deep balls, and a bunch of yards like that. So. If you see somebody playing, and their defensive line help them out a lot too. Yep. See somebody playing against Washington, man. Don't don't expect them to have a lot of passing yards. They're the number one ranked passing in the league. You know what I'm saying? So don't expect them to have a lot of passing yards, and uh, they don't give up many passing touchdowns either. Yeah. Uh, Chase Young, uh, a very impressive rookie for the Washington football team. I think he's one of the top leaders in QB pressures this season. Uh, their D line has always been solid uh, and an uh, underrated unit so far, but. You're, maybe you're putting them on the map with that chat out there. Another underrated unit uh, are the Miami Dolphins, and we'll get to them in a little bit because yeah. uh, we're going to get to the A-plus matchups for Week 10. And before we do that, you know the rule of key. Let them know it, please. Gotta follow. And let's point this out. You were on point about DK Metcalf and Tredavious White. Uh, a bunch yeah. of shadow coverage we saw from Tredavious White last weekend. Followed him. And, and you were also right that it did not matter <laughs> because DK still went off with two touchdown passes, a bunch of yards. I think a lot of, pe- a lot of people in the industry, I think, Akeem, we're going to do DFS later in the show. Over, I think, uh, Tyler Lockett was over 50% owned in most cash games because everybody saw the shadow coverage from Trey White on DK Metcalf. Everybody I'm went to Lockett, and Lockett still didn't do much. And so a lot of people invested their money in Tyler Lockett because of the shadow coverage. And as you said, it doesn't matter when it comes to I'm DK Metcalfs. Don't worry about who guarding DK, man. It can't nobody stop him. There's two guys in the league who might have a chance to stop him. That's, that's, that's Jalen Ramsey. That's... Gilmore, mm. you know what I'm saying, and you know what I'm saying, Jalen, Jalen, I think, do they play this week? 
Who Jalen Ramsey? Yeah. Oh, actually. Play in Seattle. Oh yeah, we got we have Rams Seahawks, so that's happening right? this week. Okay, yeah. so we'll see Jalen. Now I don't know if Jalen gonna follow. Jalen been playing, you know, a lot of slot uh, when they go nickel. He been playing uh, in the boundary a little bit, and yeah, he hasn't been following. It's a lot more zone coverage going on in, in LA than than uh, it was in the past. But if you plan on beating, if you plan on beating Seattle, you better have somebody following, man, and try to handle him, man, because uh, I love Troy Hill. But if Troy Hill is lined up on DK Metcalf over there, Troy Hill is like 5'10". It's just a mismatch. It's a physical mismatch. So I think they'll keep Jalen Ramsey over there, and they'll kind of match it up. Troy Hill, he'll match up good, that speed and that quickness with Tyler Lockett. So I think they will. They may they may match up this week, man, just to try to contain that man. Yeah, and so when we do the A-plus matchups, we really try to focus on shadow matchups. But as you're right, it, that matchup is so uh, popcorn-worthy that we had to mention right. it. But if you want to, you you alluded to a player that might have shut down DK Metcalf or at least forced the Seahawks and Russell Wilson to look elsewhere. Well, remember that matchup wasn't too long ago. Patrick Peterson was pretty much on DK Metcalf, which led to the explosion from Tyler Lockett. So this week, with the Buffalo Bills traveling to Arizona, coming off their win against the Seahawks, now Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs will see Patrick Peterson. How does this right. matchup pan out? Stefan Diggs, Patrick Peterson. What do you think happens here? And we saw what happened this past week. Even though Stefan Diggs got activated, we saw John Brown get very busy. We saw Gabriel yeah. Davis have a passing touchdown. Tyler Croft, a passing touchdown. Isaiah McKenzie, a passing touch, a catch, a receiving touchdown. So uh, a lot of targets, a lot of options, but Stefan Diggs is still a very good wide receiver. And obviously Patrick Peterson's a lead at his side as well. How's it go? How's it break down? Yeah, well, Diggs coming off that 120-yard performance, nine catches, 120 yards. Uh, no one really stopped Diggs yet neither, man. And uh, I love Pat P, but I love Pat P against guys like DK and Mike Evans and big physical guys who are going to kind of try to out-jump you on jump balls. I don't know. I don't know if I like him against Diggs, man. Diggs is one of them route-running speed guys, you know what I'm saying, route-running speed guys and – I don't know. I, 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 the way, the way, the, the amount of targets he's getting right now, he's getting 12, 13 targets a game type shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he, he, he getting the ball now. So I like Pat P to be, to be decent, but I don't like him to stop him. If he follow Diggs, I don't like him to stop him. I like it to be 80 yards in the tub, somewhere around there. A decent, a decent matchup, 80 to 90 in and in a touchdown, something like that. Okay, uh, and so, you know, obviously the way Kyler Murray is playing, it feels like that score is going to be run up. Um, so if you like Diggs in that matchup in a, in a high score, if you like that matchup and it's going to be high scoring and you like Diggs going against Patterson, then I guess you're still going to fire him up. Obviously, you're going to fire him up in uh, your fantasy teams, but if you fire him up in DFS, you're probably going to get a lower own play, which could win you some right. tournament dollars, which would be good. So let's look at the other side of the matchup. Why don't we? Uh, Trey White, we saw just how well he played this past week. Yes, DK went off. Trey White still had an interception, I believe, at the end of the game. Um, yeah. And now we saw what happened last week to D-Hop, DeAndre Hopkins, going against the Miami Dolphins, as I alluded to earlier. Uh, what happened to D-Hop last week and what's going to happen to him this week going against Trey White? Man, I think uh, Trey White is in shape now. You know what I'm saying? He in that good midseason form. And I think that follows. I think the follows the start. Because, uh, I mean, DK did his thing. But, man, like you said, he still had an interception. 
He still had a fumble recovery. He still made some plays, man. But, I mean, it's DK. You know what I'm saying? But I think I think that game kind of put Tredavious White in that, you know, all right, now I'm in midseason form. I'm ready to follow. I'm ready to start strapping guys. So, uh, I think he will follow. I think he will. Who they playing again? They taking, they're taking on D-Hop. D-Hop, yeah. D-Hop, D-Hop. Now, last week, D-Hop had Xavier, <laughs> Xavier Howard in front of him. And, man... <laughs> He could not get Xavier Howard out of his backpedal, man. He, he pressed him from the line, and he stayed square to the line for 25, 30 yards for numerous plays, man. So, D-Hop not the fastest guy in the world, but usually, you know what I'm saying, when you throw them balls up, D-Hop come down with him. Xavier Howard didn't let him come down with him, man. So, this is going to be a good matchup, man. Pretty good matchup. But, man, I, I, I always like Xavier Howard because he get picks. All he do is get picks, and I, I'm all I'm all for the guys who get turnovers. But I feel like his coverage, his stay with guys coverage is starting to is, is starting to you know propel. So man, I'm going with Howard. I'm going with Howard on this matchup, man. He gonna he gonna win this matchup. It's gonna be a great game for him. PFF has liked Xavier Howard as a DB for a long time now this year. Um, quick note: Xavier Howard did have four penalties in that game. Yeah. How do you factor that in as a DB? Does that do you kind of like, hey, sometimes a penalty is necessary? Like, how, does sometimes yeah. it work to your advantage? Maybe you letting a, a wide receiver know, I am going to be physical with you. How, how do you factor that in? I just look at them. You know what I'm saying, I watch them. And I feel like three of them was, man, like, they was they was BS calls, man. It's D Hop known. You the wrestling, it's, you the most wrestling <laughs> receiver in the world. So. Some of them were just, they just wrestling with each other. And I'm, I, what I'm supposed to do, just let you just wrestle me to the ground? No, I'm going to wrestle back. And the referee threw a flag. So, man, judgment calls, man. I, I I think for the most part, they was judgment calls, man. They was judgment calls. I think he played a great game, man. And uh, him versus Keenan Allen. There we Keenan go. Allen is, Keenan Allen is the, is the, the quickness. He don't really have that downfield speed, but he got them routes. But I'm telling you, Xavier Howard, he take great angles, man. He get great contact. I like him to be successful in this matchup. Well, yeah. With that being said, as, as you're alluding to now, the Chargers are taking on the uh, Miami Dolphins. Big time matchup between Tua Tonga Valoa and Justin Herbert. We'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, so, do you see Xavier Howard going against Keenan Allen? Because Keenan Allen, as you and I talked before the show, goes everywhere on the field, whereas Mike right. Williams kind of lines up on the outside. And we've seen Justin right. Herbert routinely attack with Mike Williams down the field. Looked for him in the end zone two times this past right. week, I know. Because Mike Williams is on But the I think that's where team. Byron Jones come up. I think Byron Jones is more of a a big receiver coverer. He's more of a, a deep ball player. You know what I'm saying? And that's Mike Williams rocks. He's a big receiver, and he gonna, he's going to catch the deep balls. So I think, man, you let you let Byron Jones match up with Mike. You handle all them deep balls and all that. And then the, 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 the shifty, quick guy, the in, intermediate guy, Xavier Howard is quick enough to stay with him and, uh, you know, keep him at bay. So I think they'd match it up like that. With that being said, if you're playing DFS, which we're going to get to here in a second, does that mean you might like uh, Hunter Henry, uh, a Parham Jr., like the auxiliary options and for the Chargers? Or are you still riding with – you're always riding with Keenan, but are you still riding with him and Mike Williams because of these matchups? Uh yeah, if you if you if you gotta pick some Chargers wide outs or whatever, I'll say you, you go with Hunter Henry, you go with the slot guys, you go with the the tight ends, man. You stay away from them. You stay away from their number one and their number two receiver, man. Cause 
these these guys from the Miami Dolphins play ball, man. They got two good corners. They play ball, man. So I would stay away from Mike Williams and Ken Allen. Okay, that's good to know. Uh, with that being said, we had a little DFS touch, so why don't we get all the way into it when we come back with more call to the booth? We'll do week ten DFS lineups. Who should you play? Who should you sit? Maybe you could win some bucks. Find out. We'll be right back. Football is back. So you know what that means, man. We like to put on our favorite jersey, get some beer, get some chips, and lock in on Sundays. So don't forget to lock in with Manscaped, though, man, below the belt. We got to lock in and make sure we nice and neat below the belt so our wives and our girlfriends don't have nothing to say at night after the games. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you spend all day on the couch watching the game, and then you try to get romantic, and but you didn't do the part that you should have done before that. You didn't treat your halftime correctly. Uh, when you should have been taking care of yourself. Uh, you alluded to it, it's the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0, and they got everything you need. First of all, you know, Akeem, when we were younger, we didn't have the technology that they have now uh, where you could actually have the Lawnmower 3.0. It's a skin-safe technology. It's waterproof, it's cordless. You can bring it in the shower, get all the spots that you really need to get. Uh, they also have the Crop Preserver. Which allows, which is a ball deodorant, so you can stop from the chafing, especially if you're not wearing appropriate boxers. Those wear good boxers, and then also you have the crop reviver as well. So you have the perfect package 3.0, all these things that you need to make sure that you're on top of your game when the games are over. Definitely, man. Manscape.com got us covered, guys. Uh, I can remember, you know, just going into the shower and, and grabbing whatever razor, doing what I gotta do. Hopping out the shower, dumping baby powder down there. But, I mean, we don't have to go through that kind of stuff no more, guys. We got manscaped.com. Use the promo code NOFLYZONE. You get 20% off and you get free shipping. That's on anything you need. You get you a trimmer. You get you a little deodorant, man. I say you good to go with them two things right there, man. So, NOFLYZONE is the, is the promo code. 20% off and free shipping. Manscaped.com, man. They got us covered. Your balls will thank you. Yes, sir. We're back with more Call to the Booth. Before we get to our DFS lineup for Week 10, we have this matchup between Justin Herbert and Tua Tungavaloa. Joe Burrow, back off a of bye week, taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Who knows what happened with the Pittsburgh Steelers because of their uh, the COVID situation with Ben Roethlisberger being in close contact with somebody who had it on the team. With that being said, it is time uh, for one quick question, Akib. Start, sit, cut. Tua Tungavaloa. Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow. Who you starting? Who you sitting? Who you cutting? Mm. Tua Tonga Valoa, Joe Burrow, and Justin Herbert. Uh, whew, Tua looked good last week, huh? Um, It's a tough one. It's a tough one, man. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. But I'm going to start... Justin Herbert, because he's been the most consistent, man. He's looked like he's going to be the most consistent in the future. I'm a, man, <laughs> I'm going to sit Joe Burrow, because mm. he's been great too, man. And uh, Tua, he only got two games, really, you know what I'm saying, on this belt. One game was like a, you know, a free pass. You had 90 yards passing, and you looked great against a good defense. So I'm gonna have to cut Tua, man. I'm gonna have to cut Tua. I'm gonna have to sit Burrow and start Herbert. So with that being said, everybody's been talking about Tua, and obviously Herbert's had this streak here where he's looked really good. Uh, yep. 
But everybody's kind of forgot about Joe Burrow. He's yeah. so many passing attempts. He's top five in the league. And they've had a tremendously tough schedule throughout the year. Uh, what can put him above Herbert? Since right now, you're still waiting for more tape on Tua. What would make him more valuable to you uh, than Herbert? Uh, they're right there. They're really neck and neck, man. But I don't know. Maybe it's, it's Herbert's style of play. I don't know what it is that I just love him, man. He just looks so comfortable. He looked like a vet. He looked like a vet in there. So I don't know. I don't know if he's doing anything better than Justin than Burrow right now than Joe Burrow right now. They they pretty even, honestly. But I think it's just I think it's just Herbert's style of play that I like. Okay, and we've seen both of them get on the floor. I mean, get on the field and run too as well. Both very yeah. uh, compelling uh, teams. Very compelling compelling quarterbacks. Uh, the thing that must be disappointing for Justin Herbert fans and Chargers fans is that they continue to find ways to lose. I think they have six losses by a combined 24 points this year. So who knows how right. high you'd be on Burrow, I mean on Herbert, sorry, if they were able to get uh, those wins as well. Uh, but with that being said, it's time to get to our DFS lineup, and we'll do that in one second. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Walter Jones, Pro Football Hall of Famer, NFL Top 100. I had to make a call to the booth with my homeboy, Akeem Tlaib. We're back with more Call to the Booth. Week 10, time to go into our DFS lineup for this week. If you guys listened last week, Akeem was pretty damn good. Uh, Drew Locke, that hit. Evan Ingram, that hit. Uh, Julio Jones, that hit. DJ uh, Dallas, that hit as well. Uh, there were a number of good plays you had last week, Akeem. The ones that were kind yeah. of disappointed were James Conner. And I think anybody who owned James Conner thought it was a smash spot against the Cowboys Overall, yeah. the Steelers really disappointed. And another one that catch, caught us a little bit off guard was Justin Jefferson. And if you were owned Alan Thielen, too, you, you were surprised that they didn't really perform too well. It was a lot of Dalvin Cook. A lot of right. Dalvin Cook. He was on point. Too much Dalvin Cook. <laughs> too much Dalvin Cook, goddamn. Man. <laughs> uh, but nonetheless... Like two weeks in a row, man. Yeah. Dalvin Cook on fire. Yeah, but nonetheless, uh, your, your picks were on point last week. So let's try and get another... Let's go back-to-back with it. Uh, so we're going to tell, we tell you about our locks that we have, and then we'll go into some some specific plays. Here we go. Got to say it one more time. All right. At quarterback, we're locking in Jared Goff at 6,500. Last week, we played Josh Allen, who also went off. It turned out pretty well. So we're going to go against that Seahawks again. 6,500, book Jared Goff at the quarterback position. Here's another big one that both draft sites did not fix, FanDuel and DraftKings. Mike Davis is at $4,000. If Christian McCaffrey wasn't playing or if they knew he wasn't playing, there's no way you get him for $4,000. You get him for $4,000 now. The sites didn't catch up to the injury news. If Christian McCaffrey doesn't play, you have to play Mike Davis at $4,000. You might even play him even if Christian McCaffrey plays because that's a real cheap price. At wide receiver, Devontae Adams, $9,000. A lot of bread. Jacksonville secondary isn't good. It is what it is. You pay it. We're locking him in. Evan Ingram had a good week last week against the Washington football team, gets Philadelphia, and you've heard what Akeem has said about the Philadelphia Eagles secondary coverage. Darius, uh, Darius Slay is very good at, as a shadow corner. You also got Nicole Roby Coleman. Other targets like Evan Ingram, and I guess it would be what? Sterling Shepard would be the other one, uh, Akeem, that would be uh, a good target. Mm-hmm. Pay attention yep. to those guys. We're locking in Evan Ingram at the defense at the tight end position. And finally, our last lock, 
New Orleans Saints taking on the San Francisco 49ers. Pretty easy. Nick Mullins in that quarterback, a wealth of injuries at $3,000 on DraftKings. Makes too much sense. So here's our locks one more time. Gave you a little bit of explanation for him. Jared Goff at quarterback. Mike Davis at running back. Devontae Adams at wide receiver. Evan Ingram at tight end. And the Saints at defense. And the Saints. Well, that was a lot. All right. Now, this is, yeah, your, well, hey, this is your job now. I'm tired. All right. Here we go. Let's fill in. Let's start right at the top, man. Let's start with these running backs. Let's fill in. Uh, let's go Aaron Jones. Let's go Aaron Jones. Where he at? Let's find Aaron Jones because he playing against Jacksonville. Cost a little paper, but it's Jacksonville, and uh, he's returning, so it should be good. It should be a good day. Yeah, and for Aaron Jones. The interesting thing about that, you feel the Jaguars' defense it hasn't been good, and now you get all you get the major pieces of the offense with Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones. Right. You yep. don't maybe you don't even need Aaron Rodgers because you got two of his, and those targets are so like the the pass the the, the rushing attempts and the passing attempts. They go like they're heavily targeted toward these two guys. So you have to feel comfortable. Both of those guys right there. Yeah, for sure. And then they playing against Jacksonville, man. So, you know, they ain't really stopped nobody yet. So I don't see how they're gonna stop these dudes. Uh we got Devontae Adams up there already. He's yeah. a lot. You, uh you, you know, the one thing that's gonna be curious to do, and as we have Jared Goff at quarterback, is the receiver position. Right. Uh we attacked the C the, the Bills, I mean the Seahawks last week with the Bills receivers. Who do you wanna attack? Uh who do you want to attack the Seahawks with this week with the Rams? Uh, I want to go Robert Woods, man. I want to go Robert Woods just because, uh, you know, being being involved in this in this 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 rivalry for the last couple of years, man. Rob Woods always go ham against these guys, man. So a lot of catch and run. They missing a lot of tackles, man. And he do a great job uh, with his yards after the catch, man. So he always in the game plan. He's always involved in the first fifteen, man. He healthy right now, so. Let's go Rob Woods. Is there a specific reason why Woods over Cup? Or is it just, be, I mean, obviously Woods is a bit cheaper on the industry, uh, but they're pretty much I the think, same price range. But is there something strategically that you picked that one? Well, I, I think I think teams pay more attention to Cup because he, he's kind of like the bigger name and he's kind of like, you know what I'm saying, the guy, so to say. So if you're going to take somebody away, I think you take away Cup. And I think Woods is the guy who get the one-on-ones, man. He get the one-on-ones. Uh, outside, and uh, that's where a lot of teams been hurting, hurting uh, Seattle at. Last week, last week we picked Drew Locke at quarterback. He smashed. That was a smash play. That was at the price we got him at. It was unbelievable. Um, Great you, pick. Are, are you gonna target? You might target one of his receivers uh, yes, to sir. play again. Yes, sir. Let's go, Judy, man. Let's get Judy in there. Uh, he playing against this. He playing against this uh, Raiders defense, man. They've been struggling. They, they, I don't know what number they are, what rank they are, but they've been struggling. Yeah, and he's so. Uh, and Drew Locke been playing good, and he's been targeting Judy, man. So, so you know, decent price, uh, coming off of a, a, a nice week, man. Let's go, Judy. Yeah, and we saw last week too uh, what happens uh, with that Vegas secondary. Mike Williams had a chance for two touchdowns last week. Two right. touchdowns. Uh, and, and Herbert had a chance for a three-touchdown day. Very easily could have had three-touchdown right. day. Uh, so now you give uh, Drew Locke a chance against Vegas. Uh, I guess we'll see what happens there. So that leaves us with not a lot of money. $3,700 for the last position. Uh, right. Let me run through some of the options real quick before we uh, before you go ahead and select them. For $3,700, you've got uh, Robert Tanyan, another piece of that um Packers offense, you got uh, Golden... Well, we, we don't know what's happening with Golden Tate if you'll ever play a game for the Giants again. 
Uh, you got Marvin Hall uh, against Washington is a tough matchup. Josh Reynolds, a cheap piece of that Rams offense. You got Tyler Higby, a cheap piece of that Rams offense. Uh, Keelan Cole, uh, Scotty Miller, who who knows if he gets any more playing time now with AB and Godwin there. Who, who are you looking at? Man, I'm gonna go. Let's go Higby, man. Let's stay in that, stay in that, stay in that Seattle secondary, man. And uh, you know. They probably get this run game going. Once they get that run game going, Higby really, Higby really, really starts to, you know what I'm saying, open this game up. So, man, I like I like the Rams that had this run game going against Seattle. And uh, Higby and Rob Woods, baby, let's go. Okay, there we go. So that leaves us with $0. That means we are done. We have our lineup. Uh, That's perfect. And at $3,700, you get him at a steal. If he gets anywhere close to a touchdown, you pretty much uh, made value. Exactly. Uh, so, Akeem, give him what you got for Week 10, please. Week 10, we got Jared Goff against that Seattle defense. We got Mike Davis at running back with no Christian McCaffrey, man. It's, that's, a, that's a tough defense he's playing against, but he should have a lot of touches with no with no Christian McCaffrey. Uh, we got Aaron Jones against that, that bad Jacksonville defense. Same with Devontae. Devontae said he said he's the best receiver in the league, man. So, hey, I expect him to go off for at least two, three weeks after you make that comment. No, we got Rob Woods against Seattle defense, man. That's a bad defense. He should be straight. Uh, Jerry Judy against a bad secondary coming off a huge week, 125 in the tub or something like that. Uh, we got Evan Ingram playing against. Uh, he going to have a favorable matchup inside, and uh, he's coming off a big week himself. And I like the Rams to run the football against Seattle, so I like that to open it up for Higby, man, and, and at that flex. Saints playing against San Fran. They got Mullins, a bunch of injuries. Uh, no kiddos, man. No, a whole bunch of guys is down, man. So, and the Saints coming off a, a, a big week this week against the Bucks, man. So they playing good football. I like them to continue playing good football against San Fran. You there you go, DFS lineup for the week. There you go. Uh, you spent your money wisely. Uh, hope you guys do too. Good luck in week ten. Uh, I like this lineup. I like it a lot. We'll be right back. I like it. Yo, yo, this Keenan Allen. You know how to make that call to the booth for my guy. To leave. We're back with more cold to the booth. Time to go home. But before we do that, primetime previews. Our first game, Sunday night football. Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens go to New England to take on the New, the New England Patriots. They're seven-point favorites. A 43-and-a-half is the over-under. The Patriots almost lost to the Jets on Monday night football. Yeah. Lamar Jackson still really hasn't hit his stride just yet. Uh, how do you think Bill Belichick and the guys handle this one? They're seven-point underdogs. 43 and a half over under. Man, they, they better try to stop the run. First and foremost, they better try to stop the run. They know how the Ravens coming. And uh I don't know if they could do it, man. Uh I'm definitely riding with Lamar. The what was that over under? 43 and a half. 43 and a half. Ah, it's a lot of man coverage gonna be played. I like it to go over, man. Let's go over. Let's go Baltimore. That's right with Baltimore and the over, man. It's 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 gonna be a good one. The Ravens, I think, I think Lamar's about mid-season. He's gonna start hitting that stride. He he picked it up a little bit in the second half last week, man. And uh it's it's a lot of man coverage, man. He I think he plays well when he sees man coverage. So a lot of man coverage, man. Lamar go off, man. Let's go Ravens. Let's go over. Okay, and then let's go to the Monday night football matchup. The Vikings at the Chicago Bears. This one's kind of wild when you think about it. Yeah, it's wild right <laughs> here, man. Minnesota is a three-point favorite at Chicago, 44-and-a-half over under. Now, a big thing to hey. pay attention to, David Montgomery did leave the game against the Tennessee Titans 
late with a concussion. We have to see how he plays. If he does not play, right. I don't know, Corderell Patterson is going to be the starting running back. Ryan Mantle now? Yeah. No. Is going to be going to be the starting <laughs> running back? Uh, it's a big drop. I don't know. It could be a big drop-off, but that's where we stand right now. We're recording this, obviously, on Tuesday afternoon, evening. All right, well, we definitely going to under. We're going with the under, man. With with the Bears' defense and the Vikings' run game, the clock should be moving, man. And uh, we're definitely going to go with the under. But, ooh, <laughs> the Bears plus three? It's hard not to take the Bears plus three, no matter who the running back is, man. And uh, I don't know. Home divisional underdogs are 12-2 and two against the spread this year. On Sunday, it's going to be 13-2, and two, man. We <laughs> riding with the Bears. We ride with the Bears at home. Monday. On Monday, 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 go. Monday. Yeah. We ride with the Bears at home, man. Uh, I, I like them to, you know, have a have a, a, a sharp detail. We could practice, man, coming off that loss. It wasn't even a bad game. They lost the game. They stopped the run, though. So, I don't like Minnesota to be able to run the ball like they did the past two weeks. But I like them to try to try to get him going, try to get, keep Cook going. So, the clock going to be running. It's going to be under. But the Bears going to stand up, man. They're going to they gonna, they gonna win the game. Not only are they going to cover the spread, the Bears going to win the game. There we go. Uh, place your bets wisely, y'all. Uh, good luck to anybody playing fantasy football this week. Should be a lot of fun match. We got some fun matchups this week. Uh, and I'm still going to have to make some – I'm going to make some time to make sure I watch you in the booth as well. Good luck on yes, that. Yes, sir. Uh, as anybody listening or watching, you know the deal. Subscribe, rate, review. Put some – uh, helps us move up the podcast charts as we try to continue to give you all that you need to make you win week by week. Akeem, anything else? Call to the booth. We appreciate y'all, man. Y'all y'all keep it going, man. Keep us going. We go as far as y'all take us, baby. There Let's you go. go. Uh, Akeem, when you get in the booth on, on Sunday, see if we, maybe after you're done, maybe we'll remix the Fox music with our music will get a little... Yeah, a little blend. <laughs> a little blend. A little blend real quick. Y'all <laughs> be cool. Appreciate y'all.